Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! July, folks, and welcome to WrestleRant Radio for Thursday, July 1st, 2021. I am Graham Giusin Matthews. Hope you guys are doing well and having a great week. And holy shit, is it crazy to think that we are officially halfway through 2021. It has absolutely flown by. I'm not sure about anyone else, but for me, it has absolutely flown by in like the best way possible. And there's still plenty of stuff to look forward to. Thankfully, with stuff opening up again, there's shows running again, AEW, WWE, Slammiversary, Ring of Honor, Best in the World. All these pay-per-views are coming up and special shows and whatnot in the coming weeks. And they're all very exciting stuff to look forward to. It gives us more material, RJ and I discuss here on the show. Like, for example, next week we have AEW Road Rager. Their first episode of Dynamite in front of fans in a long time, like a real crowd outside of Jacksonville. Uh, NXT has Great American Bash, not with like a full-fledged crowd, but that's going to be a great show, both of which we will be talking about a little bit later on here in the show. Uh, WWE has Money in the Bank, their first full weekend with fans, uh, a little bit later on this month in mid-July. We got SummerSlam next month. We got, again, like I said, Ring of Honor Best in the World next weekend. Impact Slammiversary the weekend after that. Um, I went to my first indie show in like a year and a half last weekend here in Connecticut, Northeast Wrestling. Had a great time. They're doing another show in mid-July. There's a lot of stuff to look forward to, almost too much. Um, I, I was honestly over almost overwhelmed when I saw how much stuff is coming to my area in the next couple of months alone. WWE just announced today, actually, Madison Square Garden return on September 10th, I think it is. Friday, September 10th, almost exactly two years to the day from when they had Raw there um, in 2019, which I was there for and had a great time. So I can't fucking wait for that. I am super pumped. I am really looking forward to everything that is on tap for us going forward in the months ahead. Um, but we have another stack show here on tap. You find folks here today for WrestleRant Radio. Not one, but two exclusive interviews. First, we got wrestling returning to Kansas. We're going to have more info on that here on the show with my good buddy uh, Brandon Dross, who's been here on the show before. He's an awesome dude. He's going to be on along with Eric, who is running the show in the Harrington, Kansas area. Uh, they have a lot to say about bringing wrestling back to the area. Who's going to be on tap for the show? Spoiler alert, he is a cowboy. So you're going to want to hear all about that. And then I have my conversation with WWE NXT superstar Tommaso Ciampa, <clears throat> potentially one half of the future NXT Tag Team Champions, coming up the Great American Bash this Tuesday. And then, of course, my usual conversation with the one, the only, Mr. Marceau, breaking down all the latest in the world of wrestling and previewing AEW Road Rager and NXT Great American Bash next week. Like I said, a lot going on right now. All good stuff, thankfully. You guys are not going to want to miss this episode. And chances are, if you're already listening, you're not going to miss it. You're not going to miss any episode that airs every single Thursday here on the show on WrestleRant.com, <clears throat> WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, 
TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google, uh, Google Podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify. I think I already mentioned that stuff. You can pretty much catch the podcast anywhere you have podcasts available. Just rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show, and never miss an episode every single Thursday. We also have an exclusive interview. Here's a bit of an announcement, I guess, with uh, WWE Raw superstar Eva Marie coming up on Monday. And honestly, that sounds to a lot of people like, oh, who cares about Eva Marie? She was actually awesome when I just got done spoken or speaking to her on the phone like a little while ago. And it's a conversation that you're also not going to want to miss. I have that interview coming up. Um, last week, we had Devontae Adams on my YouTube channel. Like, what the fuck? Like, wide receiver for the Packers. Why did I talk to him? Well, it was a pretty cool conversation. That's another story for another day. Check that out over in the NFL section of Bleach Report, the audio of which available on my YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash Graham Giesa Matthews. Uh, we had Frankie Monet on the channel last week. We had my interview with Tommaso Ciampa earlier this week, also available in article form over on dailyddt.com. And then another interview dropping up or dropping on the channel in the coming days. So again, you're not going to want to miss the YouTube channel and you're not going to want to miss an episode of the show because interviews are dropping almost every single week. So with all that being said, guys, please welcome at this time uh, my exclusive interview with Eric and Brandon talking about wrestling returning to Kansas this July. All right, what's going on, guys? Graham, Gius, and Matthews here. we got a WrestleRant Radio exclusive with a show coming up on Friday, July 30th with the bell time at 7 p.m. Harrington, Illinois, hosting one of the biggest indie shows coming this summer. Post-COVID, it's going to be awesome. A lot of cool stuff coming up on this card. Uh, before we even get into it, Brandon, you've been here on the show before. Very happy to welcome you back, man. You were uh, one of the minds behind this event. You reached out to me about it. Very excited to be talking about it today. Brandon Dross, what's going on, dude? Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Graham. And just real quick, I want to clarify. It's Harrington, Kansas. Harrington, Kansas. Kansas. Why did I say Illinois? Yeah. My my geography is absolutely terrible. We're off to yes, an okay. awful start you're, here. You're, you're a uh, lit major, so I won't give you any crap for that. <laughs> no, but thanks for having me on. You know, I've, I've been on the podcast many times. Um, and I know that we will finally be able to meet at next year's WrestleMania. I owe you like 15 Pepsis. So <laughs> I love you said Pepsis and not a beer. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have some Pepsis and some pizza, but yeah, no, thanks for, you know, having me on, you know, um, so I've been here in Harrington, Kansas as the city manager, you know, I left San Antonio in September, have been here since, and, you know, being in a small town, you don't have a lot of wrestling fans uh, or friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I met up with a great guy, um, in town, um, having some beers over watching WrestleMania and he's like, dude, we got to bring wrestling here. I was like, you know what, dude, we have to. And I, I, you know, I looked up some information and it seemed like the last, you know, wrestling event in the area was in 1988, 1989. Um, and before that was some of the uh, Kansas city, um, Harley race territory spot shows. Mm-hmm. So after reaching out to my friend, my friend reached out to the person we're about to bring on and uh, he was like, dude, this is great. I, I've been wanting to get into Harrington. You know, um, we can run shows there. You know, they're, they're big in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I was like, great. And, you know, we threw a couple of names out, which I'll let him uh, promote that. And I was like, dude, if we can get, you know, those two names here, this would be huge for rural America and for wrestling in general for the area. Um, because here in Kansas, you know, the wrestling fans, you know, Bobby Lashley, the current uh, WWE champion, mm-hmm. um, is right up like he lives right up the road in Junction City, about twenty minutes away. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so it's 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 huge out here. Um, you know, we have great markets like Salina, Wichita, Manhattan, Kansas, Topeka, and people are going to travel. And I'm really excited about this. Um, so I, I met with the person we're about to bring on here in a few moments um, and brought him down to the community building. 
And one of the great things about being in city government and being the city manager, you're able to kind of give something to get something. Mm-hmm. And when I reached out to the promoter, I said, you know, I don't want to charge you, you know, for this first show. You know, this is something new we're bringing to the area. It's a very niche market and we're coming out of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. I want you to make as much money as possible. And I want you to do whatever you can in this market to build relationships, not only with the market, but also, you know, stakeholders in the area, you know, community services. Um, you know, we, there's all these things that wrestling can tie into because wrestling is a family product. Mm-hmm. And when I reached out to him, we, we met um, great guy. We talked about even getting some of my police officers involved in the show. Um, and I was excited about it. You know, um, the, the ink is still wet. And I'm excited to have an opportunity to have professional wrestling in Harrington, Kansas. Um, and, you know, uh, Eric, you know, uh, thank you so much for, for meeting with me. I think this is going to be a great show. Um, and if you, you know, you want to kind of touch up upon that, what you're looking at for the show um, and kind of, you know, go from there. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm really happy that we have this opportunity to uh, make, make something happen for the community and get involved and, and bring some real quality entertainment. Uh, of all the shows that I'm booked on this summer, especially coming off this last year where there hasn't been any work, um, mm-hmm. all the wrestlers have been sitting at home. Uh, minus, you know, some people have been, you know, getting a little work doing tapings and stuff, but, but that was never really for me. Without, without the live crowd, um, to me, that's the heart and soul of pro wrestling. And in the last few weeks, I've been back on the road and just, you know, tearing it up and having a great time. Uh, seeing my my extended wrestling family, but of all the shows coming up this summer, I am the most excited about Harrington. Um, we have got TNA Impact star Cowboy James Storm coming to Harrington, Kansas, and I couldn't be any more excited about a about a main event. Um, he's challenging Brian Blade for the MWA Heavyweight Championship uh, right there in Harrington, Friday, July the thirtieth. Mm-hmm. Uh, also got a tremendous talent coming in. Uh, who's appeared on uh, Ring of Honor as well as Lucha Underground, and that is the uh, very fantastic Ricky Reyes. Just a really good talent. I'm having him uh, step in the ring with Preston Maxwell coming out of Omaha, Nebraska, and and a lot of other really great things. Uh, we got Mr. Fitness too coming in with a open $1,000 open challenge, and there's going to be more details coming out about that here over the next several weeks as we progress towards this event. Um, like I said, if all the, the wrestling cards I'm looking at on paper all summer, uh, this is the one I'm the most excited about. And I, I see so much potential in Harrington as a community. Uh, it's kind of a hub for a lot of surrounding towns and kind of a tri-county area. And I think a lot of families and a lot of local businesses can benefit from, from a, you know, a, building a relationship with this wrestling company as we move into a post-pandemic American struggle our doors again to, to one another and getting used to being around one another and, and, and just enjoying a good time in a family-friendly environment where everyone can kind of let their frustrations of the week go. So, like I said, thank you for having us out there, and I'm so excited to, to be in Harrington there on, on July the 30th. It, it's crazy hearing you guys talk about this show, and Brandon, you mentioned that the first time that Harrington has hosted a wrestling show since 1989. For people who can't do the math, that's over 30 years, dude. That's a really long time, and hearing you guys talk about this and how it's such a win-win for the wrestling community, for Harrington itself, and just everyone else involved with this thing. Brandon, how was there not wrestling involved in Harrington prior to this point, especially with there being so much wrestling out there right now? 
You know, um, that may be a better question for Eric because he's been in a, the area long term, a lot longer than I have. But you know, I just think it's you know it's a very niche product. Um, they're still, and you know, you know, Graham, and you've worked with legends and Hall of Famers and current stars. It's 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 sad that it's there's still a perception about mm-hmm. wrestling. Ah, uh, well, wrestling wrestling fans are weird or they won't spend money. Little did they know the economic the economic impact in such a small community like Harrington, what it can do. You know, for the local hotels, um, for the bar and grills, um, just to get, just to bring something in. And this, 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 this was me being a fan, but this is also me being an administrator and a city manager, saying, mm-hmm. "What can we do to bring new eyes to Harrington with all the improvements we got going on out here?" And once, once Eric was on board, and once he told me he was going to be able to get James Storm, a world champion, <laughs> yeah. a former world champion in a town of twenty three hundred. Now, yes, we're, we're a gateway for the Tri-County area, but for a world champion to come to a town this small is going to be huge. And when Eric told me he, he, he was going to look at getting James Storm, I was all, that's going to be a stretch, man. He's like, nah, I'm going to make it happen. I was like, you get it, man. I'll give you the community building for free. And he loved it, and I loved it. And knowing that James Storm is going to be here uh, rubbing elbows and just being able to promote that we have a former world champion coming to the small town is going to be not just uh, a boost for the local independent wrestling scene, uh, not just a boost for Eric's um, hopeful new promotion that he that, that he's going to be looking at starting up, but also what what it can do for the city of Harrington. Uh, it's a win win for all stakeholders. Yeah, absolutely. And, and kind of going off of that, I mean, James Storm, such a notable name. Ricky Reyes as well. You mentioned earlier. Uh, you mentioned earlier, Eric, and, and both of them. James Storm specifically. It's not just a legend that a lot of people may know from back in the day, decades ago, or whatever. This is a guy that's active on the scene right now. Former Impact World Champion, NWA Tag Team Champion. Spent a cup of coffee in NXT. This guy's been around the world, and now you're getting him to be a part of the show, which is awesome. Eric, can you shine some light on how you got James Storm of all people to be involved with this upcoming show in Harrington? Oh, you know, it just—it was a matter of uh, finding a date that that we were open and he was open, mm-hmm. and and making it happen. You know, wrestling is such a uh, well. You know, traditionally, uh, wrestling was was very territory based. You know, across the country, but there's always been um, uh, a network of of guys. If you don't know the guy, then you know a guy that knows the guy. You know, and that's always the way it works so you know we're actually bringing him in for a handful of shows that weekend and uh, we're just going to travel f- basically from kansas uh into lincoln the next night and then sioux city the the following evening um we're involved with some some lucha libre shows up in sioux city iowa so mm-hmm. in south sioux city nebraska so you know it's gonna be a you know a great weekend overall for the boys to get together and and, and do some wrestling and 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 hit the road but most importantly, I think the, the, the crown jewel of that weekend is kicking off that Friday in Harrington uh, because the potential in this area is just fantastic for pro wrestling. Uh, I've done some shows here, like, um, I, you know, in some other towns, some other cities, and, and you know, you asked why it hasn't been to the state of Harrington since 1989. I think a lot of that has to do with the way that the business has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many local promotions across the country that are kind of pop up kind of start up that don't really hit the road and travel a lot like a lot of them are kind of uh, you know they run the same city building the same community building or or whatever every month uh, for for the, the entire existence uh, where I've always been kind of a traveling wrestler and and as I got into the business and 
got on the road. That's the part I love the most was being on the road and the highway. So I, I tend to work for companies that do travel a little bit, do look for new towns to run. And um, honestly, like, I just think heritage just kind of has been skipped over, unfortunately, the last couple of decades. Mm-hmm. And and we're going to put an end to that. You know, we're going to make that happen. And hopefully uh, we build something that's long-term uh, that the fans can enjoy and, and the wrestlers can enjoy. And we can, you know, build something really nice out there for everybody. Yeah, no, most definitely. And you mentioned before, too, just with the last year that we've had in 2020 and 2021 and everything going on with the pandemic and everything else, blah, blah, blah. You got to be more motivated than ever. I mean, obviously, with these shows, you 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 want to always put on the best product possible and give fans their money worth and have you know just a great show in general. But let's say this year compared to two years ago, you probably want to go out there, go all out with these shows, and remind people what makes these wrestling shows so fun to attend, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, I've I've been doing this, and there are times when you've been doing it, especially at the independent level for so long, there are times you go through kind of phases. Maybe you get a little bitter about things or maybe you take things for granted. Uh, but sitting at home for a year really puts things in perspective. Mm-hmm. And, you know, doing the... You can be out on the road wrestling and stuff. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like not being able to do that. You, you definitely miss your family and your, your, your kind of wrestling friends and, and just being able to get back at it, and get back on the road, and and interact with the fans, and and eat the food at the diners, and all the you know, and the, see the sights, and it's just, you know the, the whole package, man. I'm just so excited that things are opening back up, and we get back to taking care of business. Yeah, no, most definitely. And I think with a show like this too, and I've always been a big proponent of indie wrestling. And I mean, you, you go to any of the big promotions, and it's a fun time, like the WWEs or the AEWs or the Impacts or whatever, and it's a good show. But I really, honestly, feel like some of the most fun shows you'll ever attend are the independent shows, and you just have that intimate atmosphere you can't get at some of the bigger companies um and i think the best part about these indie shows too is that it's not just for people like me and you and brandon and other fellow wrestling fans i think a wrestling fan can bring their boyfriend girlfriend family parents kids and they can enjoy it too even not being wrestling fans and i feel like with a show like this you know with everything that you said it's such a great time for everyone so kind of as we wind down here uh you already sold me and I, i obviously can't go living in connecticut but for people that are in the midwest area uh, can you say anything more to sell these people on the show, wrestling fan or not wrestling fan, why they should check it out and uh, where are the fun's going to be at come this event on July 30th? Uh, well, again, it's, it's going to be fun for the whole family. Uh, you definitely want to bring your kids out. You, you want to get out and you know, be, be around your friends in the community. But you're, you're going to be in some, for some surprises if you have any preconceived notions about what you think pro wrestling is, uh, especially if you watch more more sports entertainment oriented products on television mm-hmm. in the modern era. I think really my focus and what you'll find is that there is a classic hard hitting style of pro wrestling that is reemerging mm-hmm. and into the modern era. And some of the older wrestling may be a little, I guess, entertainment-wise, a little dated for some of the modern fans. But when you put it in a modern context, I think it fits perfectly. And I think they'll find that that the the amount of fun involved in this product, especially when you see it live mm-hmm. in your face, you're not 30 rows back or 40 years, 40 rows back. This is going to be a pretty intimate setting. Uh, I think we talked about this building 
Uh, the capacity is at about around 700. So there's not a bad seat in the house. Everyone's going to have a good time. And that's mm-hmm. I, I promise you that. Matter of fact, if anyone doesn't have a good time, just come see me after the show and I'll make it right with you. Because I think, <laughs> I, I, I believe in this product, and I believe in this town, and I believe that we're going forward. We're just going to do amazing things out here. And, again, we got James Dorn versus Brian Blade for the MWA heavyweight title. Um, I couldn't ask for a better main event. So come, come on out, guys, and let's check out the show, and let's have a good time. Yeah, that's going to be some great stuff. And uh, with that being said, where can people check out, whether it be a website or a Twitter handle or a Facebook page or whatever, to find out more information on tickets and stuff like that? Oh, they're going to be flooded, flooded, flooded out there. One of the wrestlers on the card, uh, Mr. Fitness 2, on Facebook and Twitter, is going to be putting out some stuff, as well as uh, Cluck the Clown, who's involved with uh, the Prison City a podcast as well and, and our Prison City Extreme Productions um, of course my name is Eric Woodard also on Facebook uh, the MWA is going to do some promotion of it as well nice. we're getting uh, actually online tickets sales are going up this evening and let me double check that link so I don't give you a wrong, <laughs> yeah, wrong no answer on that I don't want to send everyone to the wrong the wrong page. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You you don't want them going to that event in Illinois that I mentioned. This is going to be going on in Kansas. You know, right. <laughs> if you're in Illinois, you're probably in the wrong place. Nothing against the people of Illinois; they'll treat you good too. But <laughs> yeah, I'm actually headed to Illinois. I'm wrestling there next weekend. But, oh, nice. But, but Friday the thirtieth, you want to be uh, in Kansas. Yep, you want to be in Harrington specifically, exactly. Yeah, no. So people could check out more information on that. Again, it's it's not until July thirtieth. We got about a month and a half away. So if there's any other updated information, whether you know something changes, we talked earlier, probably around seven p.m. bell time as of right now. Uh, people could check out more information as well as you know James Storm is a, is a master promoter with with stuff like this. So obviously, if he's going to be a part of it, he's going to be promoting the shit out of it as well, all over all over his stuff, as I imagine the cowboy will. But uh. Yeah, Brandon, any other additional thoughts from you as we wind down here and, and kind of tell more people about the show if you have any other additional thoughts? No. Um, you know, thank you for, you know, allowing me and Eric to uh, be on your waves for the millions and millions of listeners. Um, <laughs> now that you picked up working for Bleach Report and WWE, you're a big timer now. So thanks for getting the little guys on. Um, but no, you know, um, if anybody's interested in, in, in coming here to Harrington to work, you know, with wrestling, you know, they always reach out to me. Um, you know, my Twitter handle, um, over Brandon underscore, uh, Dross mm-hmm. or, you know, re- reach out to Eric, uh, on his platforms, you know, um, Mr. Fitness two or, or Eric Woodard. Um, you know, um, I have a feeling this, this event's going to set up a, a long-term relationship. Um, hopefully, you know, a couple times a year, uh, get involved in the community, but also see what the other areas have to offer. You know, if, if there's a want for it, you know, Eric's a businessman, you know, if, if this turns out to be a dud, which I highly doubt that's going to happen. Um, that he knows, you know what, we tried, we brought something there, and we didn't succeed. We'll try again maybe in a couple years, but I have a feeling this is going to draw at least 500 people. I have a feeling that um, the uh, Eric and, and his team are going to bring out a show that's going to it's gonna draw people back. You know, um, he, he, I hear he's a great promoter. Um, I hear he, he leaves people wanting more. Mm-hmm. And for him to sell tickets for that, the next event, he's going to have to make sure there's something there uh, to bring people back. So Absolutely. So we definitely, definitely got some, some surprises in mind. So uh, people are going to be blown out of their chairs for this show, for sure. Um, and real quick, guys, uh, Ticketstripe.com slash 
Harrington Wrestling. That's a capital H and a capital W on the wrestling. Uh, slash Harrington Wrestling. Uh, that's where these tickets are going live. Uh, online sales. Mm-hmm. I've got General Mission as well as uh, Front Row Ringside seats available online. So we're going to go ahead and launch that right now. Oh, uh, fantastic. Everybody wants to get their hands on some tickets. No, perfect. Well, people can check that out, and there's plenty of time. But you're going to want to obviously get your tickets on the Sooner side. Even though it's not for another month and a half, you want to get them on the Sooner side. Secure your tickets. Make sure you're there. Um, again, that's Friday, July 30th, 7 p.m. bell time in Harrington. Uh, not Illinois, but Kansas. So people got to check that out. Uh, Brandon, Eric, this has been a blast. Thanks so much for coming on to be able to talk about this. Brandon, it's crazy. You know, for 10 years now, we've been talking about random wrestling stuff, and now you're here on the show promoting a show that you helped put together. That's pretty damn cool, dude. Yeah, thanks. And, I, and you know, um, not only am I a city manager, but I guess I can I can put a feather in the cap on my resume and say I'm kind of uh, a wrestling promoter. Just, you know, don't tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, I've never been to Kansas myself, but if you guys keep on doing shows, I may have to find myself out there in the next couple of years and attend one of these shows. No doubt about it. Awesome, guys. Well, this has been awesome, guys. Thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it, and best luck with the show. Thank All you right, so much. Big thanks to Brandon and Eric for joining me for that very cool conversation. If you want more information on the show, be sure to check out the link that he mentioned there at the very end of our interview. And on the subject of interviews, we got a second one for you fine folks here today with WWE NXT superstar Tommaso Ciampa. Hey, Tommaso, what's going on, man? Hey, Graham. How are you, bud? Doing great, man. Obviously, coming up next Tuesday and this Tuesday, you're going to be confronting MSK. But next Tuesday on the show, Great American Bash, edition of NXT, you, Timothy Thatcher, NXT Tag Team title. It's going to be a great matchup. Um, After missing the Great American Bash last year, do you kind of see this NXT Tag Team title match being your opportunity at your uh, redemption, so to speak, against MSK? Yeah, to be honest, I kind of take every uh, match nowadays as kind of a proving ground for myself mm-hmm. uh whether it's takeover or um like a television special or just a regular episode of tv it's just our audience is so much bigger than it used to be and it's like feels like every tuesday that you have the platform you just got to take advantage of it mm-hmm. And in this tag team with Timothy Thatcher, you guys have been killing it the last couple of months. You guys have been teaming up for the better part of 2021. How you been enjoying this tag team around with Timothy? It, it's grown on me, uh, on both of us, I'd say. I don't want to speak for Timmy, but mm-hmm. you know, just it started out as uh, as kind of a, a feud that just turned into a mutual respect, and sometimes those things click, and the chemistry is there immediately, and other times they don't. And for us, I think just kind of got chemistry was there mm-hmm. right out the gate um one of our first matches with uh undisputed era adam and roddy when they were tagging uh i, I just remember immediately knowing the second the bell rang like oh okay we got something there mm-hmm. and uh since then it's just it's it's really just been a good experience it, it's different too it, it's fresh for me it's fresh for him mm-hmm. uh he's obviously very different than uh, say Johnny Gargano was when we were tagging. So it's, it's just different. It's new. It's fresh. It's uh, and having an opportunity now to to really take that next step. Uh, you know, Timmy's been with us for quite a bit in NXT, and he's never held gold. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been a tough last, uh, say, what eighteen months or so for me. So I think it, for both of us, this is just a big moment that. Uh, I mean, we've been we've been working hard for this for quite a while, so we're we're ready to show out at the Great American Bash. 
Yeah, and you mentioned it right there, the chemistry that you guys have. And you guys work so well together. I mean, the match that you guys just had a couple of weeks ago, it was evident in that outing against the grizzled young vets in the main event of the show and how great of a match that was. And it was absolutely takeover worthy. And kind of going back to, like you said, he's such a different a partner, just a you know, competitor in general than Johnny Gargano, who you held the tag titles with previously a couple of years ago. Um, is it those similarities between you and Timmy that really make this a great tag team? Is it the differences or is it a bit of a combination of both? Yeah, a little bit of a combination. I, I think just being like-minded helps. And mm-hmm. uh, that, that was uh, one of the things that really helped Johnny and I. And it's funny, too, in wrestling that, that it tends to be, at least in my own experience, the people that you have really good chemistry with as opponents tend to work out the best as tag partners. Mm-hmm. And Johnny and I were, were that. Uh, you know, we had some matches on the independence, and we had great chemistry. And then when we got paired together at NXT, it just kind of clicked real quick. And the same with Timmy. We only had one encounter on the independence, but then when we we wrestled each other at War Games and then at the Fight Pit, and it just it's a like-minded guy. He's real simple to get along with, real easy going backstage, and uh, his style is just so straightforward. It doesn't it doesn't take much for me to know what he's thinking in the <laughs> ring. And, uh, it's, it's, it's just been, it, it's been easy and it, it's hard to use that word sometimes in wrestling, but it's been very, very easy. And like you said, that match with you by V, I think that was one of the ones for us, even the one with Legato, it just recently we've just had this thing where I feel like it's, it's taken its next step. Mm-hmm. You know, in the beginning it was, it was all oh, good instant chemistry. And lately it's been like, Damn, this might be something special. And uh, holding the tag titles could really, really be awesome for us because it's just, uh, it it gives you an opportunity to kind of elevate an entire division. And that's something that both of us would really like uh, because, you know, you hold those titles for six, 12 months or longer, whatever it be. And there's just a lot of opportunity there. And there's a lot of great tag teams right now in NXT that we could match up with and probably do some special stuff with. Yeah, I mean, it's such a deep division right now. You mentioned right there, GYV, Legato, MSK is a team you guys haven't faced yet. So there's such a deep division. There's such a variety of tag teams you guys can go up against. And you've proven so far in the six months you guys have been teaming that you can work well with pretty much anyone in the ring. And all those teams you just mentioned are so different from one another, but you can kind of take it to a different level, like you said. And you kind of mentioned a little bit that adjustment period. Those are my words, obviously, not yours, but kind of getting that, finding that stride with Timothy as your partner, finally hitting that stride, now have the momentum on your side, going into this tag team title match next week. Was it like that adjustment period for you after being a singles for so long? Because obviously being a tag team, before you have the experience that's really nothing new but being a singles for so long was that like an adjustment period for you at all yeah big time it's 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 a whole different uh mindset you have to put yourself in Mm -hmm. um it just that 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 break on the apron in some ways it's it's great right because it's it's less wear and tear on your body and gives you a breather but uh in other ways it, it takes you out of a rhythm uh, you know, it's, it's like any sport, really. Uh, you know, you take LeBron James and you sit him for eight minutes or whatever it be, and he's going to have to get back into his rhythm when he gets back in the game. Mm-hmm. It's the same feeling. It's it's a uh, it's an adjustment physically and mentally. So, uh, it, it, at first, when I had to, to do it, it, it kind of I think we lucked out having uh, that first match being with Undisputed Ever, just because it was two guys who they don't let up on putting pressure on you and stuff. So you kind of just have to, you have to show up yeah. and it, it, it put us in the deep water right away. 
and it, it helped me too because it's kind of one of those things it, it, it as challenging as it is it also has that riding a bicycle effect where it's like oh, okay yeah I, i've done this and, and this you know this is it hasn't changed and mm-hmm. you know i can just kind of pick up where i left off so it's different. Uh, I like both challenges. I like singles. I, I, I like tagging. I, I kind of just, uh, I kind of enjoy whatever's thrown in my direction. Yeah, and you make the most of any situation that you're in. So that's you know obviously the mindset you got to have with some of the stuff. And it obviously, like I said before, translates to TV. So that match that you guys had with, like I said, GYV a couple of weeks ago, such a great match. It was just two days after the takeover, and it absolutely could happen <laughs> to the takeover. But the show is so like there were so many matches. It's obviously to fit everyone in on the card. Do having matches like that, because, you know, you mentioned the Timothy Thatcher first match that you guys had was on a takeover. That was arguably with a lot of people I spoke with, one of the better matches of that show, which is saying something considering we had two War Games matches on that same, on that same show back in December. Do having those matches with a GYV, an MSK, this is obviously a special with a Great American Bash, but it's not a takeover. So does that motivate you? Like, okay, this isn't a takeover. I got left off of it. Is that going to make you more motivated to go out there and steal the show even more than you would have if it was a takeover special, for example? Yeah, man. So I feel like uh, everybody's different with their motivations, right? And I, I'm mm-hmm. a little bit more of an internal motivator in the sense that I don't know that you have to actually dangle a carrot in front of me to make me work hard. I mean, I just work hard. Uh, but then when you add the external motivator on top of it, which takeover is kind of one of those, uh, I, I guess I just permanently live with a chip on my shoulder. <laughs> uh, you know, it's... The last year, I, I've been on two takeovers, and that's that's kind of crazy for me mm-hmm. in a calendar year to be on two takeovers uh, because I, I went quite a while there, uh, not only being on them but being a feature for most of them. So it's it's an adjustment, and it, it is it's a, it's something that that I'm very very well aware of. Mm-hmm. I'd be lying to you if I said I wasn't uh, not being on. Uh, take over in your house and then competing just a couple of days later. Yeah, there's that that piece of me that looks at it and goes, okay, you know, like uh, it, it's weird. I, I don't even who, who are you even proving it to. Like I don't can't say okay, I'm gonna make you regret not putting me on take over. Who, who to who? You know, I mean, like <laughs> yeah. we still have a television show and we're still we're still you know trying to entertain viewers on that and and it's the same fan base. I, it's not really like a approving to anything or mm-hmm. anybody it's, it's just this weird internal thing and 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 then yeah i want to be on everything i mean right it's it's a very yeah selfish way to look at it but it's the truth i want to i want to be on every like all of it like, i want to be on wrestlemania i want to be on, I want to be on everything yeah. <laughs> like you know I, so it's, it's it's a weird one i mean like it's uh, you know, so yeah, we missed takeover, but then we go and have that that match with UIV on TV, and everyone's talking about it. So it's like a, it's got its own satisfaction. It, it's it's an interesting thing, man. I, I've I've been doing it for like eighteen years, and I don't think I figured it out yet. It's just, uh, uh, yeah, like I'm excited to do an Great American Bash. Uh, you know, that that's that for me right now. That's like the focal point is you know let's let's do this thing at great american bash let's have people walk away talking about us let's win the tag team titles mm-hmm. and then now you have a little bit more leverage when takeovers come because like you said it's a stacked roster with a lot of people and there's not room for everybody but if you have titles that kind of helps your leverage just a little bit 
Yeah. Well, no, like you said, there isn't one way to figure it out. I mean, like you said, you've been doing it for two decades. I don't know if anyone's quite figured it out. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not a wrestler myself, so it's hard to say. But, like, if it was that easy, you could just write a book on it, become a millionaire selling that book. You know what I mean? Like, it's just difficult, I guess. But you, you have no lack of motivation. You talked about that before. And you're obviously in the greatest shape of your career right now. Anyone who follows you on Instagram can obviously see that. In the last couple of months alone, you've been killing it with the training regiments. You talked about what you've been eating, what you haven't been eating, no cheat meals whatsoever. And it's crazy to see the transformation because you were already in great shape. It's not like you weren't in good shape before. That's the crazy thing. Um, so kind of speak to me a little bit about that and what the turning point for you. Was it a, you know the COVID thing when everyone's not going out as much and you're like, okay, I'm going to buckle down? What was that turning point for you to get in the shape that you're in right now? Yeah, the, the pandemic was definitely uh, an opportunity that presented itself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and obviously uh, kind of making the best out of a bad situation. I, I think having so much time at home and you, you were so used to traveling and early flights and sleeping in, you know, different hotels and long buses and car rides and stuff. And that just takes a toll on your recovery and your ability to actually like measure and sit and prep your meals and stuff. So I think, you know, it was an adjustment at first when, when the pandemic hit and I was home so much, sorry, I have a plane right over my house right now. Um, (laughs) No worries. But, uh, it, once I kind of got through those initial few months, yeah, I, I just looked at it like, okay, well, how do I make the most of this mm-hmm. uh, time at home and and the ability to recover and, and not really wrestling nearly as much as I normally would and stuff. So it, it was just uh, kind of like the perfect combination of all of that. And then I reached out to a couple of buddies of mine who are like-minded when it comes to training. We hooked up, started training together, uh, maybe a couple days a week as well as the stuff I do at my house. And it just, you know, it's just, uh, it, it kind of grew from there, but it's, it's it, like I said before, it's that internal motivator. I kind of have this, I don't really compare myself much to others, but I, I just looked at it like, man, I wonder how far I can push this thing. You know, once you start getting results and that's the thing I love the most about fitness, like my obsession with, fitness and diet comes from the amount I can control it. Mm-hmm. Like I, there's not much in my life. You know, I have a, a two and a half year old at home. So my, my schedule, I have no control over it. It's really, mm-hmm. it's what she wants to do. It's, you know, it's her activities, it's her mood. And that wrestling, you just have such little control over it. There's so many variables that are, you know, just are completely out of your hands. Mm-hmm. And with fitness and diet, if I eat it and I, and, and I prep it and I measure it, I know, the results if i train hard and i push push extra reps and you know just bust my butt i, I know the results so i, I love that i love that yeah. i just control every variable yeah, no, like you said, if you have the control, like, you know, it's, at that point, it's just the self-discipline and the motivation, like you mentioned, which is obviously what you have. Was one of those guys, you mentioned the people, the like-minded people that kind of you've been working on with this, um, someone who, <clears throat> excuse me, you're, you know, the, the, the regiment that you're on right now, it seems like Moose is another person who's doing the exact same thing. Was he one of those people that you work with, or is that, or am I completely off on that? No, yeah, yeah, I, I trained with Moose, uh, I, I trained with him this morning. Uh, nice. Yeah, he's... So him and EC3 is another guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a there's a fellow by the name of AJ. He goes to the factory and he does a lot of my nutrition and stuff. And it's just a good group that 
I mean, we just train hard. Like it's 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 funny because it's you know I, I don't know the perception on on social might be different than what it is, but <laughs> you just get together. You just go okay. We got ninety minutes here. We're gonna work as hard as we possibly can. Like there's not much chit chat. You know, you just yeah. train as hard as you can, and you get the work done. And and all right, we'll see you now. I guess we're all gonna go back to our our separate lives. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Moose is, yeah, he's one of the guys, man, and he's, same thing, great transformation, he's working his butt off, and mm-hmm. he's just, he's just a hard worker, man, I, like, I, I appreciate hard work. Yeah. No, it definitely shines through, and it's awesome to say, uh, and you mentioned before, it's all paying off with the success that you and Timmy have had up to this point, going for the tag titles next week. You mentioned earlier, you want to be on everything, and that's the obviously the mindset you got to have, being on the TakeOvers, being on NXT TV, being on WrestleMania. And I know you said a couple of years ago, and it's the one quote that everyone ran with, that if you went to Raw or SmackDown, that you would rather retire than get to that point. Has your mindset changed in the last couple of years? I mean, if that was a possibility, or is it, listen, I'm NXT for life, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah, I think it's it's people taking uh, a quote and just running with it mm-hmm. and taking it out of context. Yep. It's I it was an interview I did uh, a couple months after neck surgery, mm-hmm. and what I said is I don't think my neck could handle a full time schedule, and I'd rather just retire if I had to take on three hundred dates a year, or whatever it be. Yeah, makes sense. I'm through. Two years post next year? I don't know. I think it's, I want to say it's been two years in a little bit or maybe or something like that mm-hmm. since next surgery. And to be honest, it, again, like taking an opportunity from like the pandemic and obviously it was a terrible situation, but a blessing when it comes to a limited schedule, you know? So I, I feel, I feel amazing physically, but I'm also not, Home, right like I'm, I'm intelligent enough to look at it and be like okay i feel amazing but how often am i traveling and working right mm-hmm. now and what happens when that doubles triples quadruples yeah. so it's it's just one of those things where it has nothing to do with like i'm anti-raw we're, we're all part of the same umbrella company yeah. it's all, like this is all like i'm not dumb like this is <laughs> you know, it, it's just and the rosters across the board are full of just the most talented men and women around. Like it just is like, I, it, I think it just is one of those things that just got a little bit taken out of context yeah. of, Hey, will I do 300 dates a year anywhere in the world for anybody? No, <laughs> like, <laughs> but because I physically like, it's not, I, I have a two and a half year at home and that I really enjoy spending time with. Yeah. And I have a surgically repaired neck on top of shoulders and knees. And like, it, this is, this isn't a matter of, you know, uh, of, of want or, or, or liking something or disliking something. It's, it's so mm-hmm. it just got a little out of proportion. Cause I definitely saw the headline and I was like, yeah, I don't know that that's exactly <laughs> how I said it. Or, you know, yeah. it, it is what it is. Uh, but like, I'm open to do anything. You know, it's, it's gotta just, make sense. Yeah, it has. It, right, it has to make sense. It mm-hmm. has to make sense for my well-being. Like for me, as a human being, as a husband, as a father, yeah, it's gotta make sense. Like I, I, I wish I was twenty-one again, and I was just like, oh, I'll take any bump. I'll do anything. That mm-hmm. is absolutely not what I'm at in my life <laughs> right now. So it just has to make sense. Like I, I love professional wrestling. I love sports entertainment. I love what we do. Uh, 
it's it, there's a piece of it now that's a business for me you know it's it's gotta it just it has to fit my puzzle if it doesn't fit my puzzle then yeah i don't know like, like we'll have to take a step back <laughs> yeah no man it's got to make sense like you said people just looking for a headline but no no it makes complete sense what you're saying because everyone's situation is different you know um as we wind down here man i thought it was great uh last week obviously we had just a round of cuts unfortunately but you shouted out august gray who i know is from the northeast area as well um as a northeast guy myself seeing him at northeast wrestling new england championship wrestling chaotic all those promotions that you have history with as well um, shouting him out, which I thought was cool. Do you have any one piece of advice for anyone either leaving NXT right now, the company in general, or whether it be, you know, coming to WWE, any piece of advice that you want to give to those people that you think that they can, you know, use right now, so to speak? Yeah. So um, for the people who I guess aren't aware so when I was 21, I was signed and sent down to OVW and within six months I was released. Mm-hmm. And, uh, crushing obviously right mm-hmm. it's like your dream job and it's just like damn that, that my, my window was real quick and you know some people are lucky that there's a little bit longer but i remember when it happened it was just kind of like uh, the advice i was given at least was you know go, go find yourself and if, if this is something you love and you want to pursue it pursue it by all means because like find yourself and get get experience and not just wrestling but like get life experience and that was like my probably the best advice that was given to me at the time that was my takeaway and it just it's it just evolved i mean that was 2007 so Mm -hmm. 14 years later now obviously i'm I'm, I'm back in the company and i've been here for a few years but that's that that process and that journey of finding myself as as a man as a performer as just across the board like that that was something i don't think i would ever give back or trade back in like it was just like it's just that freedom of just like man like go out there make mistakes and learn and grow and seize opportunities and stuff you know that that really made me into the performer that i am today Mm -hmm. and then you know it's just when the time comes and, and everything lines up like cash in and, and show out and, and, you know, let the world see how, how damn good you are. And I, I think that's kind of the mindset you have to have. Like you just mm-hmm. gotta believe in yourself. Yeah, no, it's a great mindset <clears throat> to have, whether, you know, wherever you are in your wrestling journey or just kind of in life in general. So I completely agree, man. But with that being said, obviously 20 years into the business, NXT Tag Team title match next week never slows down. You continue to kill it, you and Timmy, MSK, next Tuesday on the show. Uh, NXT Great American Bash, it's going to be great, man. Thanks a lot for the time, Tommaso. I had a chance to chat with you about Disney World right before COVID ended at an Evolve event in New York City. So it was one of my oh, like man. last in-person wrestling shows. I was shows. there last night, man. <laughs> oh, you were there last night? What? Oh, at Disney World? Yeah, how was it? Dude, our little one is so obsessed with that place. Like, <laughs> it's the, the joy that that little mermaid brings to her when they kiss at the end. It's like she's standing ovation every time. And yeah. It's just one of them things where you're like, I don't know, man. What a way to like decompress from the real world to just see a two-and-a-half-year-old react to animatronics on a boat ride. You know, it's <laughs> It's just, it's the greatest place on earth, for sure. Was that your first time back since, you know, everything's kind of died down, or you've been back since before then? No, no. Uh, we, yeah, we, we take her as, as often as we can, yeah. and uh, we've kind of, like, grown through the, the every stage that Disney has presented us <laughs> through, through their return, and because uh, they're almost back to, like, you know, what they used to be and stuff, but yeah. it, like anything, it's just, we've kind of just rolled with the punches on it. 
Yeah, no, it's been a rough year and a half, but going to Disney World makes everything worth it. You know, it's got to be worth it. I'm looking forward to going back myself. But like I said, Tommaso, you're the man, man. I appreciate the time. Thanks a lot, and best of luck on uh, next Tuesday as well. Thank you, dude. Appreciate it. And last but certainly not least, my conversation with the one, the only, the illustrious Mr. Marceau RJ back here on WrestleRant Radio as always, helping me break down the week in wrestling. Great American Bash, Road Rager coming up next week. A lot of stuff to talk about. Let's get right into it. Mr. Marceau, brother, how you doing? Doing well, GSM. How are you? Doing excellent. Can you believe that we're already halfway through 2021? I cannot. It's actually surprising. The spring and winter actually flew by for me, so... Uh, big July one today. It's actually crazy. Kid tied the knot. We got the fucking Suns going to the finals here. It's been a it's been a pretty good first half of 2021, I'd say. Let's go, Devin Booker. <laughs> I can't complain. I know. Seriously, Suns all the way. <laughs> so who are they facing in the finals, or is it not yet been determined? Not yet determined. It's going to be either the uh, Milwaukee Bucks or Atlanta Hawks. They're tied two uh, two in the series, so. Uh, the Suns might have to wait out. Hope they're not too rusty for the finals. Wow. Hopefully Devin Booker's, you know, maintaining momentum before them. But could we have a year where we have two Bucks wins in the same year? Obviously, we got the Buccaneers and the Bucks are two different teams. But it sounds like we could have uh, double the Bucks in 2021 with titles. It's possible. It's very possible. So I will be keeping a very close eye on that. I might have to watch that game. I'm a big Suns fan. Always have been. I'm a big Devontae Adams fan. Always have been. Check out that interview. Cheap plug. Uh, big Packers guy. Go Packs. But anyway, here today we're talking professional wrestling. There's been a lot that's been going on the last couple days going forward, Mr. Marceau. Uh, before we go further with this stuff, because for the most part, we're going to keep this short and sweet here today, uh, just in terms of predictions with Great American Bash and Road Rager for next week. But before we go any further with that stuff, i got to ask you, Dynamite, we got two Dynamites in a week. Last week, we had no Dynamites when I talked to you. This week, we got two. We got Saturday Night Dynamite. We got uh, Return to Wednesday's Dynamite last week, the last one at Jacksonville at Daly's Place. I thought both shows were good. I thought last night's show was better than Saturday's, which was headlined by Omega and Jungle Boy for the top title. Paige and Hobbs had a good match. So we talked a little bit about it before we went live here. Aside from the obvious, you know, uh, shit-talking of that stupid spot in the main event and some of the other stuff on the show, what were your overall thoughts in the last two Dynamites, in your opinion? No, I, th- I thought you said you liked last night's show more than Saturday night's? Personally, yes. I thought Saturday's had more filler, like Seidel and, and Dante Martin, like... I know it's on the show because they're prepping him for Andrade, but, like, come on. Like, Ethan Page versus Bear Bronson. The match was fine, but, like, why the fuck is this happening on Dynamite? I mean, I don't know. I just feel like the matches on Saturday Night were better, like the big matches. I mean, Powerhouse Hobbs and and, uh, Hangman was great. Uh, The main event was good. The actual main event, the afterbirth after was horrible, but... (laughs) I um, agree. I mean, I thought thought last night's show was decent as well. Um, I mean, I missed the Bucks match. I I mean, I already know what was going to happen. Um, the main event was good. Um, I mean, Vicky Guerrero's return was amazing. The most I mean, anticipated thing in the entire show. Yeah. Um, Jungle Boy got a nice win. Um, so, I mean, I thought last night's show was all right. I thought I actually preferred Saturday night's show. I thought Saturday night's show was better, but I could see where you're going. There was a little bit more filler on Saturday night, but I thought the bigger matches delivered where last night they were kind of just like, eh. 
Well, I do like that you said that just because I thought they were both good shows. So the fact that you said Saturday was be- was better than last night's, it's, it's not definitive like one was terrible or whatever. They were both good shows, and I've had my qualms with AEW Dynamite over the last month, and we've said it here before. Like I really feel like the month of June was the lost month for AEW. Really nothing of note happened whatsoever. And they've been picking the pace back up in the last week or two with the last two Dynamites. We got Road Rager on Wednesday. Um, yeah, I know. I enjoyed last night's show overall. The stupid tombstone spot was awful. I enjoy- I actually really liked the main event a lot. I just hated that spot and the typical calamity that we get from this shit with all the dives and stuff. We, we it, I mean, it happens on NXT. It happened this week. We get it every week. Um, but before we go, actually, on that same note, we might as well talk about it now. We got Road Rager next week. Before we get Fighter Fest in two weeks, we got Fighter Fest Night 2 the week after that, Fight for the Fall, and all- the next like month of Dynamite are all themed shows. So, beginning with next week, we got the Road Rager show, which kind of feels like a mini pay-per-view to a certain extent. Uh, some matches I'm looking forward to, other ones just kind of feel like they're there. Um, we'll kind of start from the bottom, work our way to the top here. <laughs> we were laughing about this beforehand. Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander versus The Blade and the Bunny. I mean, how far has Orange Cassidy fallen from the Jericho feud a year ago to be involved with this crap? He's fallen very far, even though he was made a star by Chris Jericho. I mean, hey, Jericho will tell you, he's a star. Yeah, this is horrible. I mean, this whole storyline, this whole feud's been terrible. Uh, I mean, the whole party family office, and then now we get the bunny and Blade versus Orange and Chris. I mean, I think Chris and Orange will go over here. Not really anticipating this match, and I really don't care about this feud. You know, I think it's I think it's cool we're getting an intergender tag team match because they never do these. I think the only one they've ever done was on Dark about a year and a half ago with um, Omega and Riho, I want to say, versus Sabian and Penelope Ford. They did it on the cruise, and they aired it on Dark a couple of weeks later. Um, so this is a rare thing for them. I like the Orange Cassidy-Chris Statlander pairing. I could not give two shits about the Blade and the Bunny. I really just don't care. Uh, butcher, no Butcher, them with the HFO, I, I don't know. Why are they... I just don't get it. So this is an easy win for Cassidy and Statlander. I don't really care about the match. It is better, I will say this, because when they were showing the setup for the match, I'm like, are we really getting Orange Cassidy versus the fucking Blade on Dynamite next week? This is at least a little bit better, but still, it's like... I know Orange Cassidy's a comedy guy. Like, he... The inconsistency with the Orange Cassidy character is what I don't understand. I mean, the guy went from being in a world title match then being in an intergender tag team match that belongs on Dark. I don't know. I just don't really get it. Um, but now we have a six-man tag team match. Jake Hager, Santana, Ortiz representing Inner Circle versus Wardlow, Cash Wheeler, Dax Harwood of FTR uh, representing the Pinnacle. Um, this is clearly just set up for Santana and Ortiz versus FTR at some point, and they work well together, so I'm okay with this. Um, so who do you think's going over in this trios match, as they would call it? This is a tough one. I mean, you got you had more... Hager go over against Wardlow, MJF over Sammy. I would have FDR and, and Wardlow win. I, I honestly don't know why it's a trios match. I like. I feel like they were building up with Ortiz and Santana versus uh, FDR, so I was kind of confused when they put the two big guys in there. They've already had their little like match, so mm-hmm. kind of confusing. And I, I just, I don't think they're either of them are really appealing or good, so. I'll go with FTR. I think Pinnacle needs to win this. I mean, it's kind of feud, so I would have FDR win. Air Circle to me, just, I mean, Jericho says they've done all these amazing things, but I couldn't tell you too many amazing things they've actually done. 
at least in recent memory, at least in my opinion. But, um, yeah, no, I think it should be a fun match. I, I think they are building the FTR and Santana and Ortiz at some point. They just don't want to do it now. I assume we'll probably get it either at Fighter Fest Night 2, maybe Fight for the Fallen, if they don't want to save it for the pay-per-view, which they probably could because it's one of the biggest matches they can do with both teams. Um, but, yeah, I would probably go with... Um, Probably go with Pinnacle on this one, just because Wardlow lost to Hager, so I'll probably have them win this one. Um, Andrade making his in-ring debut against Matt Something, as he called him. Obviously, Matt Seidel, the former Evan Bourne from WWE. Um, I think Matt Seidel is the perfect person for Andrade to be facing in his AEW debut, because Seidel, I think, is great. Um, he's worked well with a variety of opponents the last couple of months. Christian Cage, Kenny Omega. This should be no different. Um, obviously, Andrade wins, but what are your thoughts on Seidel being the first opponent for Andrade in AEW? He's a credible opponent. It's got, like you said, it's been in the business for a while. Worked for WWE for a little bit. It's been in the Indies. Pretty much been everywhere. So I think for Andrade, just like for Cage, just like a nice good veteran to get your big, big first win and kind of have a credible opponent. So I mean, he's the perfect opponent. That, that's it. But obviously, Andrade will win. What do you think his announcement is? I have no idea. Hopefully he dumps Vicky. Hopefully he dumps Vicky and brings in Taya Trinidad, but I don't think that's... I don't know, maybe, but I don't know if that's actually going to happen, you know? Yeah, I mean, she'd be way better than Vicky is. That's all I know. The fact that Vicky Guerrero is managing in 2021 is mind-boggling. It really is. The fact that she's still doing the same shtick in 2021 is is mind-boggling. I know it gets heat, but... In my opinion, it's not the right type of heat, but that's neither here nor there, I suppose. Uh, Rematch from last night's Dynamite AEW World Tag Team titles on the line. The Young Bucks versus Eddie Kingston and Penta El Cero Miedo. Uh, I enjoyed the match last night. You didn't see it, but you knew exactly what happened because every Bucks match is the same for the most part. Um, But they should work well together. I thought it was a good opener. What do you think uh, is going to happen here? Is this it for the Bucks as champions, or is this just another team for them to beat? Well, this is another team for them to beat. I think the Bucks won here. Um, I like Eddie Kingston, Penta's, I mean, I feel like the more I see him, the more I don't want to see him, um, but I think the Bucks went here, I just don't think they're the team to beat them. Who do you think the team is? Do you think we'll get that team at all out, maybe? Oh, that's a tough one, I knew you were going to ask that. Um, <laughs> just thinking ahead. I don't know who's the one to, I, I could probably party with faces, maybe, but they're not, like, Darcy Blondes, no... I honestly don't know. I mean, it's tough. Maybe LAX, maybe somewhere online. It's honestly really tough, but I feel like they really don't have any standout baby face teams right at this point. Um, I mean, not the Dark Order. I don't know. I feel like they really don't have any breakup baby faces. So if, if varsity blondes are treated better, maybe them, but. I guess I'll just go with Santana and Ortiz, maybe down the line. What about the New York City show? I think we talked about this last week, but what about that New York City show? That'd be pretty cool. I think that'd be cool if they built to it properly. And they had good matches a couple of years ago, so I would be down for that. What I'm not really down for is this South Beach strap match between Cody and QT Marshall, the feud that just won't fucking end. It's been literally going since March. Like, can we just end the shit and move on? I was honestly hoping that with having a kid, Cody would be gone for a little while, kind of rehab the character, feel fresh again. But now he's still on TV, feuding with his fucking former pupil like anyone gives a shit. Um, what are your thoughts on the match? Who do you think goes over here? I 
honestly don't care about the feud at all. Like I said, it's gone way too long. I'll say it again. Ogogo should have been with Cody. Cody should have been healed. Then we're off the QT. Make Ogogo feel better. But he hasn't been on TV since he lost to Cody, basically, besides knocking Cody out like three weeks ago. Haven't seen him since. Um, this one's tough because I feel like, yeah, Cody just did have the kids, so this could be him losing and, like you said, hopefully writing him off and... But I feel like Cody loses, and we're going to have to get it. Like, he'll go away for a little bit and come back and act like he's like King Kong again and face QT again. So, I want to say QT, unfortunately. I mean, I don't want him to win. I think QT sucks. Um, besides the go-go, no one else in that group really does anything for me. I think Camarado has a size, but he's green as a pepper tree. So, I mean, he's got a long, thing, long, long time for of work to do because he's just not good. Solo's terrible. Um, QT's, I just don't care for QT at all. He's just... As generic as they come, he's as bland as white bread. I mean, there's nothing for me. Guy wears bowling t-shirts on. That's all you gotta say. So I'll go with QT here. Um, hopefully, get Cody off TV for a little bit. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Cody won as well. Yeah, I think Cody's winning too. He's my prediction. But the booking of this whole thing has been bizarre because he already beat QT once at Blood and Guts. He beat a Gogo at Double or Nothing. So obviously, he doesn't gain anything from beating him again. Nor but. I don't want to see a third match. I don't want to see QT win this and then do a third match where Cody wins. Like, just fucking end it and let's move on. Like, the Sean Spears feud a couple years ago was like a month long. <clears throat> this Cody and QT stuff has been going on for like three or four months, so they got to move on. I'm hoping he beats him and then we can move on to bigger and better things for Cody Rhodes. Um, before we get to NXT on Tuesday and Great American Bash next Tuesday, uh, from Monday's Raw, I thought it was a good show overall. Nothing too, too notable, but... Two things I did want to discuss. Drew McIntyre taking the final spot in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match for the Raw side of things. And also, what I thought was the, the best match of the show, Ricochet and John Morris and the former Prince Puma and Johnny Mundo from Lucha Underground uh, having a great match and an awesome spot to close it. So, your thoughts on those two things from Monday Night Raw. The McIntyre advancing, the Money in the Bank, and the Ricochet-Morrison match. I want to get your thoughts on. Yeah, I thought the Morrison and Ricochet match was great. I feel like, I don't know if they've Realize what they had with Ricochet, because I feel like the last month he's been featured more and looked as, like, closest to NXT Ricochet than he has since he got called up. So, yep. that match was great. That spot was amazing. Um, just the, the way that they filmed, the, the way that they shot it just looked great. Um, but that was amazing. I thought it was a great match, like you said. Um, and then for Drew, I mean, I love Drew, but I was kind of hoping he wasn't going to be in the money of the bank. I just feel like just like the thought of him getting the briefcase just to go off the title again. It's like, I love Drew and it makes my stomach hurt. I'm just kind of over Drew in the title picture. So I'm hoping he gets like screwed by someone, even if it's gender, and then they can do that at SummerSlam. But like, please, for the love of God, do not put the briefcase on this guy. <laughs> I know they're putting... I've said it a thousand times. The briefcase is supposed to be for someone that needs the briefcase. Drew does not need the briefcase. No, he does not. And I think it's just one of those things like where it's a loophole because he can't contend for it after losing to Lashley at Hell in a Cell where, oh, the briefcase, I can contend for it. I really hope they don't go in that direction. That wouldn't even make any sense unless he goes to SmackDown. And even then, he doesn't need the briefcase. There's so many people in this company that could use the boost. He is not one of them. I love Drew, but I hate they even put him in the match because I know they want us to think that he might win and he very well could but my issue is that it does damage to him to go in there and get fucking booed as the top babyface. I mean, this is your top face in the entire company, and I guarantee to you, it's not even going to be 50-50. It's going to be like 80-20 with people booing McIntyre in probably, I think it's in Philly, so 
I don't know. I just thought that was dumb. But, yeah, I agree with the Ricochet stuff. I'm glad they're featuring him more. Um, I thought it was a really fun match. Gave me Lucha Underground flashbacks. And because it was a double countout, I really hope they do a rematch and they run it back on Monday's Raw this coming week. So, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, on the NXT side of things, again, another good show on Tuesday. I thought they did a great job of setting the stage for next Tuesday's Great American Bash pay-per-view. Uh, but above all else, we got a new NXT North American champion moment. We got Isaiah Swerve Scott, new champ as part of Hit Row. Um, before we even get to the nit and gritty of NXT, your thoughts on the new NXT champion, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Or new North American no, champion, I'm my bad, not NXT champion. North Amer- I was just saying, North American champion. Dude, <laughs> not yet, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Don't jump out of your britches, Jesus! <laughs> but no, I mean, I was—I I love Bronson Reed. I'm a big Bronson Reed guy, but uh, I mean, I've been huge, a big on Hit Row. I mean, I think the group just like works perfectly. I get it, it makes Swerve. But I felt like since I mean, we loved him in Lucha Underground, so finally getting his like run in WWE has been great. I think even though he has smaller frame, just like skinny, but like he has a size that if you beefed up, you could actually. I feel like he could be a big time player and. uh He's definitely done the best work with this group, and just him winning on Wednesday or Tuesday night, like, I literally almost fell out of bed. I haven't marked out that much on a title win in forever. Yeah. It was a great moment, too, and it came completely out of nowhere because they made the match official at the start of the show. Um, That's got to tell you, like, we talked about this, I think, last week, but... That's got to be a sign that Bronson Reed is not headed to the main roster like in the near future, but like imminently, because they never do that. They never just throw title matches out there without advertising it in advance. And they were building the Reed and Escobar at some point one on one. We're not going to get that, I don't think, unless they do it non-title and Reed goes over or um, Escobar wins or whatever. That might be it for Reed and NXT. So, how soon do you think we're going to be seeing him on the main roster? Is it Money in the Bank, or when do you think it could be? I mean, I think it's sooner rather than later, like you said. I, I mean, they normally don't do that, like un, un, uh, unannounced title matches. I mean, if they did it like that, just to kind of like keep it like you never know what's going to happen. That's to you, true. I wouldn't mind that either. Like, yeah. oh, like you never know what's going to happen. They could just have impromptu title matches with title changes. So I wouldn't hate I just like, when would you call them up? Like, I guess like Money in the Bank, but like, I don't know. I, I understand too because I feel like Raw, we talked about this. Uh, via text the other day, I just for him, like I do fear for him because I just see like Brodus Clay 2.0 and like him dancing and doing the whole Funkasaurus shit <laughs> bigger. But like Raw does need like credible big baby faces. Like they have no besides Drew and like me, like besides Drew, honestly, like yeah, Riddle and Randy Orton are probably like two or three. Like their tag team, they're like pushing the new day, Xavier Woods and Kofi. I like Kofi, but like. Xavier Woods should not be contending for the WWE Championship. Like, that's how little credible babyfaces they have right now. They're literally having the New Day challenge for the title. Challenge for the main title, and they haven't done any, like, they haven't done anything. They lost the title to the WrestleMania. They haven't done anything since to, like, even deserve a title shot. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay. I just feel like Rossum will get called up, hopefully be pushed at a main event level there at first, and then I think he'll settle more on the mid card, but. If they keep him in the same character, I think it could work. But if you make him dancing and chucking and jiving, the guy will be in big trouble. I mean, I was going to say, it's his ceiling for success on this show on Monday Night Raw is, is very questionable. Not because of his talent, but because of what Vince may or may not see in him. I mean, clearly they see enough in him to, to put him on main event and rush him up to the main roster. But, 
I don't know. I just, I, I, as much as I would love to see him come out after Money in the Bank and maybe challenge Bobby, which would be too much too soon anyway. Like with Ripley, like they put Ripley immediately in the title picture because they had no one else. They only had Charlotte and Asuka, and that's fucking it. And they have other talented women, but they're not doing jack shit with any of them. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what they have in store for him, which is, in my opinion, probably nothing at all. They never plan stuff in advance. Like they're not like, oh, let's bring this person up with a plan. They never fucking do that. So we'll see where they go with it. I'm hopeful that he can make whatever he's involved in work, but I am also scared that they'll give him a push for like a month, he'll become a comedy character, and that'll be it. The writing will be on the wall, and he'll be out of there quicker than Adam Rose was. So, um, you know, we'll see what they have in store for him. I'm not overly optimistic, but as that's no indictment on him. It's more so the main roster booking and whatever. Um, yeah, so we'll find out. But overall, that NXT was a good show. Like I said, kind of paving the way for Great American Bash next Tuesday, which should be... A solid show in its own right, and currently we had four matches set. Um, this is why I would have saved Reed and Isaiah for next week, but maybe they're planning on giving these four matches a lot of time. So let's go through this card right here, dude. We got an NXT Tag Team title match, Tommaso Ciampa, Timothy Thatcher challenging MSK. MSK have been champions for around three months now. Is this the end of the line for MSK as Tag Team Champions? I don't think so. Um, I like MSK, I like Thatcher and Ciampa, but... I just feel like MSK versus Grizzly Young Vets is kind of the direction they're going in for like a title change. So uh, I would I would have them win here. I think you do that program next with Grizzly Young Vets, but I have MSK winning here. So you got MSK winning. Do we see a heel turn? Do they do anything major with these guys? Because it feels like. I don't know. It feels like they might be siding the fans that is because they're two babyface tag teams. They might be siding more with. Um, Thatcher and Champa. Do we get a heel turn from MSK, or is it just a clean win for MSK and that's it? Yeah, I would say clean win. You don't need to turn them heel because Grizzly Young Vets are heel, so you want to like. I think that's the direction they're going, and so I would mm-hmm. keep them face. Okay. I mean, I want to see a rematch from that takeover a couple of months ago, personally. So I would do the same exact thing. But that should be a great match. Uh, we also got the women's tag team titles on the line. Their first defense, and probably since uh, the way won them two months ago. It's uh, Indy Harwell and Candice LeRae of the way facing Io Shirai and Zoe Stark, who picked up the win in that opening opening triple threat tag team women's match on, on Tuesday's show, which was a great match. Um, this should be good. I loved how, after having Io and Zoe earn their shot, they had that backstage segment at the end of the show where Io brought up that Candice has never beaten her before. And I feel like Io's kind of evolution on her way to the main roster is her kind of doing the job on the way out. A lot like Ripley did. Ripley lost to a lot of people on her way out, including Io, including Raquel, including Dakota and other people. And I feel like um, Io will be no different. Candice has never beaten her before. She may never beat her in a singles match, but I feel like part of this process in introducing her to the Raw or SmackDown rosters is having her lose to Candice on the way out. So I think this is a win for the way who have only held the belt for like two months. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to call EO up, it makes sense. I actually, Zoe Stark's actually growing on me a little bit. At first, I just, I don't know, she was just kind of the new the new face I actually, but I don't know, last last uh, Tuesday, this past Tuesday, she like, oh, she had a great performance, so I like her and EO together. I, like you said, I think if EO's getting called up, I think the way went here. Um, I mean, like you said, they never, I feel like they haven't defended the belts in forever, so I don't think they really matter, but, um, I would, I would have Candace in, in Indy win here and then hopefully call you up sooner rather than later. 
Yeah, I would do the same thing. And I think with the NXT women's title kind of taking a back seat right now, I think they're probably building the Raquel and Shotzi after uh, Raquel already beat Ember a couple of weeks ago. Just another person for Raquel to run through before she eventually runs into either Io again or um, uh, Dakota Kai. Obviously, as all roads are headed to that at some point. Or maybe, yeah, you know what? Maybe Frankie Monet gets involved and she costs Io the match. And that's the match we get at some point. That's also very possible because they teased it a couple of months ago. Million Dollar Championship is on the line. First defense of the title in NXT history. Cameron Grimes going for the gold against LA Knight. But the stipulation is if LA wins and retains the title, Grimes has to become his butler. Now, I am more into this than I was the whole Chuck Taylor Miro shit when they did this a couple of months ago. Because I feel like this is very reminiscent of the whole Virgil storyline with Ted DiBiase many, many years ago. So honestly, I'm, I am I dig this direction, and I think Grimes is going to lose again. I know your issue is that Grimes loses all the important matches whenever he matters most. I do think the end game is him beating Grimes for that belt. But I do think there's more to be had, like, segments-wise, entertainment-wise, with these two against each other. Um, with, with them, like, kind of being paired off and whatever, so... I think LA Knight wins here and Grimes becomes the new Virgil for a little while. What, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, I love Grimes. I think LA Knight's been great in his role as well. Um, but I like the way the just the way the stipulation is, I just feel like it's a foregone conclusion that Grimes will lose here. Like, so I think doing it, like, they could probably milk a few, like, honestly, probably like a month or two out of it as soon as, like, his servant or whatever. I think Grimes could finally get, like, that big win and beat night. So, storytelling wise, and I think they could have. I think Grimes is extremely talented as well. So I think you could put him in a Butler role and he'd thrive in it. So yeah, I think it makes sense. Night wins here, and then eventually you get the big Grimes turn, and then the big win. Yeah, I think so too. I think Grimes can kind of make the most of whatever he's involved in at this point. He's inter- he's entertaining enough to make it work, and I really saw a lot of babyface potential in him on Tuesday's show. Like, the reaction that he got when he came out to make the save, and then um, him cutting the promo on LA Night when he came out, all this other stuff. Like, I thought it was great. Like, Cameron showed a lot of fire with his promo and just his presence alone on the show on Tuesday. So, um, I think he has big babyface potential. Like, the whole money thing is great, but... I never thought I would say this, but I think Cameron Grimes has the potential to be a big breakout star for them, um, babyface-wise, going forward. But we get to the main event on the show, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly 2, or technically 1, because the first match was unsanctioned, so technically it's not supposed to count, but whatever. They're having their second match. Um, Kyle won the first one. It would seem to reason that Cole will take the second win. I'm sure a lot of people don't want to see a third match, but if it keeps him busy, I guess... Um, they should have never made the first match unsanctioned in the first place. To go backwards is stupid. It's like when they did Edge and Orton last man standing, and then they had a regular singles match like the next time they fought. Like, it was stupid. This is no different. Um, so I think Adam Cole's going to win here, but do you think Kyle could pull out a second straight win with help from Samoa Joe, who's clearly teasing something with Cole at some point? Yeah, it's possible, but I think Cole wins here. I mean... I don't want him to win, but I, I, I think Cole wins here, and then we get, like, a third match somewhere down the line, unfortunately. But um, speaking of the whole Samoa Joe thing, I, mean, I like Joe, but, like, the whole, like, everyone's fighting backstage, like, it's kind of getting tired or something, right? I agree. I get it, like, he's the enforcer, but, like, it's like AEW with, like, the fucking brawls all the time. It's like, oh, there's a brawl in the backstage. Oh, there's a brawl in the ring. Oh, there's a brawl in the parking lot. It's like, Jesus Christ. They should get, like, Orlando PD to... Uh, security of the event. There's freaking brawls going everywhere. It's just, it's just very tiresome. And like, I get it, he's the enforcer, but like, 
she's on the breakout four brawls every week. Like, give it a rest. Like you said earlier, like, let her breathe. Like, I just, that's like starting to really bother me with, with Joe. I like Joe a lot, but if he's just going to break up brawls every week, you're just like, at that point, you need more security. Like, yeah. It's going to get old quickly. No, I agree. That was one of my issues with the show, too, where I feel like it's going to get old real quickly if it hasn't already, a lot like with AEW and their certain shit that they do. Yeah, no, it's just annoying because it's not even like, hey, listen, if you do one a show, that's wrestling. When you do four in the same night over the span of two hours, that's just fucking ridiculous. Um, I know they want to give the show like that chaotic feel, but there's other ways of doing that by than by doing a brawl four times in the same show with different people. Like, it's ridiculous. Do you think we might be getting Joe and Cole on yeah. the Sooner side? Because they, they, they seem to be teasing it quite a bit. Yeah, I think it's possible. I mean, um, I, I, I would love to see some more Joe and the Ring again. Maybe it's just like a swan song. Um, but, I mean, we'll see, I guess. I don't know. I think I think there will be some kind of match down the line, but I just don't know what they're going to do with him. But I've enjoyed him back on TV. Cause I, think, I mean, I miss him on commentary still, but... Um, He's, I guess he's better in WWE than No Way from it, so I guess that's what it is for him. No, the Glasgow kiss. Give him a kiss. Oh, God, I miss Oh, give him a kiss. Oh, <laughs> perfect call. Now we don't have that anymore, unfortunately. Oh, man. It would be nice if he was on the uh, commentating team. I'm sure he'd be... Listen, I like Beth Phoenix, but Joe would be an amazing asset to that team. But, you know, he's in an executive role. He's getting physical. That's not a bad thing. So hopefully we see him back in the ring on the Sooner side and all these potential opponent, all these potential opponents and all these potential matches uh, do come to fruition. But that's about it, Mr. Marceau. We kind of covered everything. I know we kind of breezed through a lot of stuff, but, you know, we got Road Rager next week. We got Great American Bash. Money in the Bank is fast approaching soon after that, in addition to all the other shows coming up in the weeks and months ahead. So, um, yeah, any closing thoughts, Mr. Marceau, as we ride off into the sunset here, per usual? Um, what are your thoughts on the big breakout tournament coming back? The big what? The breakout tournament again. Oh, the breakout tournament. How did I not reference that? I love that. I I forgot to mention that, but I think it's fucking great. We talked about it two years ago. I love when they did the first one. They introduced... Everyone they mentioned in the video package on Tuesday, but that's where Scott came from. Bronson Reed, who were obviously in the main event of this week's show. Uh, Boa, who cares? Um, but there were a lot of people like Angel Garza, Cameron Grimes. Uh, what happened to the guy? Didn't someone win that thing? I don't remember. I don't remember their name. But but other than him, everyone's been a, a largely been a success story in WWE, which is it's funny. The only guy that won the thing is the only one that's gone. Um, but I'm looking forward to them bringing it back. I think it's a great talent or a great use of the talent they have on the roster. What about you? Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Like you said, I mean, the last one, I'm not the biggest Dexter Loomis guy, but I feel like everyone else, I mean, he's still featured, so I feel like those other guys definitely broke out. Bronson, Cameron Grimes, out there, Sorf Scott. Um, I think Jake Alice is in that one. He, he's done pretty well for himself as well. I mean, Jordan Miles won the whole thing, and he got fired like two months later. So <laughs> He quit, um, to be fair. WWE tur- what? He quit, to be fair, but same difference. Same difference. So, and I feel like that's always like a WWE tournament, though. Like, I feel like whoever wins, they get fired in like two weeks and everyone else <laughs> arrives. So, I'm excited. I don't know who will be in it, but I, I think it's like those little tournaments like help a lot. So, we'll see. Yeah, no, I don't know who's going to be in it. I assume it's going to be a lot of people I'm not familiar with. Like, the people that I would expect to be in it have already debuted on the show, unless they use that talent. Like, for example, um, on NXT this weekend, I don't watch 205 Live, but, like, they had that guy Asher Hale, um, the former Joseph Hendry from Evolve. They had um, Ari Sterling, who was also on 205 Live before the recent cuts. Um, yeah, I forgot what his name, Blake Christian or... 
Not somebody else. Carmelo Hayes could be in it. I could certainly see that. A lot of these guys are cruiserweights. I mean, a lot of them in the original tournament were cruiserweights too. So we'll see. I think it's a good way of introducing a talent on the show at the same time. I assume it's going to be people that we've seen before um, that are new, but not not like established enough to where they shouldn't be in it. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited for it. NXT's kind of picking up momentum. Unfortunately, it doesn't reflect in the ratings. They did one of their lowest ratings since March on this week. So I honestly don't know what they need to do to fix that. Like they brought back Joe... They're advertising stuff in advance. They got a special on Tuesday. I really don't know, and it's unfortunate. Um, that's like their biggest knock right now is the ratings, but otherwise the show has been a lot of fun to follow. I thought all the shows this week were good. I, I thought Raw was solid. I thought Dynamite was very good. The Saturday Dynamite was good, and I thought NXT was good as well. So hopefully SmackDown can kind of continue that momentum on Friday. But we'll talk all about it next week here on the show, Mr. Marceau, breaking down Road Rager and Great American Bash uh, before we get all the other shows in the remainder of the month of July. Uh, obviously, new episodes of the show available every single Thursday. WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, and Podbean. You can rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show. Never miss an episode every single Thursday with myself and Mr. Marcel. Well, listen, brother, this has been great. Um, I look forward to breaking it all down again with you on Thursday of next week. Until then, dude, have an awesome one. Go Suns, and I'll catch your ass down the road. Later.